Okay, I'm back. This is my review for Married to Medicine. So this episode was a lot to do with dealing with burnout, dealing with um, a parent who is transitioning, dealing with friendships, uh, dealing with parents, overbearing parents, stubborn parents, okay? So we're going to start off with Dr. Damon and Dr. Heavenly. Heavenly came by Damon. He has a he has a new office. So she came by his second office. And, you know, Damon used to work in emergency medicine, and now he has his own pain management center and something else. I forget. But anyway, he has a second office. He's been out of emergency medicine for, I think he said, six years now. And I think those things are important to note, because when I get to Eugene, it's important to note a little bit about Damon's history as far as uh, emergency medicine is concerned. But Damon and Heavenly had a very nice conversation regarding what happened at Cecil and Simone's house. Now, we know that things went left because, and I'm going to say it again, uh, what's her name? Um, I was going to say Conchetta. What is that girl named? Contessa. Contessa is blowing things so far out of proportion, it's not even funny. Like she's doing what I'm thinking is called fake anger at this point, because it's like this, girl, you upset at Heavenly because she commented on things that you have said about your marriage publicly, things that you've said about your marriage on her YouTube channel that you don't like so much. It's not even coming across as authentic anymore. Because the more I look at it and and and, re, and go back into it, and the fact that you held on to this for so many months before you brought it to Heavenly's attention, it just comes across as fake. You're fake and you're fraudulent. That is just not, I mean, I hate to say it, Contessa, because I used to like Contessa at first, but these last few seasons of her, it's just been exhausting. It really, really has. So anyway, you know, Heavenly apologized for her behavior and all of that. She felt like, you know, she was not being respectful to Damon as she should have been. And we know how, how Heavenly feels about uh, marriage and being submissive to your husband and all of that. She's very old fashioned when it comes to various aspects of marriage. Now, granted, she's a working woman, okay? She's a dentist, she's a working woman. So she ain't down with the whole, I'm just going to stay at home and that's it. She is a working woman, but she does believe in the husband is the head of the household. He has the last say so, what he say goes, that, that she believes in. And she thinks that when her husband speaks, she should listen. And when he tells her to not do something, she shouldn't do it. That's just the way it is. That's the way their household runs. That's the way it works for them. Okay. And when she broke away from that, when she turned to doing her own thing, when she decided that she's going to do what she wants to do, no matter what Damon says. And in this situation, he had asked her to be quiet like three or four times and she wouldn't. It caused a problem. He got upset and he told, he said, I've never known you to speak out of turn. I've never, to me, I've never known you to not do as I ask you to do. That was surprising. So I know he got on her when they got in that car, and I know he got on her when they got home. Okay? I know he was over it. But he understood 
He said, but you know what? I get it. Um, you're dealing with a lot with your mom. And truth be told, yes, Heavenly's mother, I think the day of the dinner had been placed in hospice. She was not in a good headspace to be at that dinner. She really wasn't. It wasn't going to take much to get her going. So she apologized. Dame was understanding. They're talking about it. And Heavenly goes on to discuss what's going on with her mother and how her mother's like, I am just tired. It's like I'm being tortured. They constantly pull in blood. They're doing this. They're doing that. I am in so much pain. I am just done. I'm over it. And it's hard for Heavenly to say, I'm, I'm ready to let you go. It's hard. I've been there. So I know how it feels. So I get it. And I completely understand where Heavenly was coming from. I get it. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. Then we go over to Contessa and Scott's office. And Scott's talking to Contessa about what happened that night. And Scott's letting Contessa know in a very nice manner. He's letting her know you were out of order. You were out of order. That wasn't even called for. But he didn't say it like that. He was very nice about it and all of this. And at first, Contessa was kind of like, well, you know, we fight like sisters. And Scott was like, no, no, this is this has become more than like sisters. It's more than that. This has become very contentious. Every time you're around uh, Contessa, I mean, uh, Heavenly, it's another round of fighting. It's just, uh, it's just out. It, it's completely out of control. It's almost getting to the point where they're about to, you know, lay hands on one another. And this is something that Damon was trying to talk about at the dinner table, the way men handle the conflict and where women and the way women are handling conflict in this so-called friends group. The men, if they have an issue with one another, they just deal, they just deal with it. They address it and they move on. They don't harp on it. They don't make a scene out of it every time they get together. Eugene and Karen, for example, in a couple of, couple of episodes ago when, you know, the whole joke about the moving and all that kind of good stuff and Eugene was angry. Eugene told Karen how he felt. He didn't like it. It wasn't funny. Now, granted, Karen was like, well, it was funny to me. It was, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be malicious. I thought it was absolutely funny. But eventually Karen was like, you know what? I'll apologize because I want to keep the peace. He still thinks it's funny. But I want to keep the peace. I don't want any problems. I ain't going down that road. I'll be careful with the jokes with you. You know, I, I know now how to move, basically, is what Kieran said to Eugene. And you'll say, okay, that's cool, fine. Do what you want to do, you know, and they're cool. But the women, it don't quite work that way. They keep it going. So Contessa was like, you know what? I, I do understand what she's going through. I hear you, Scott. I'm just going to take it easy. We probably need a break from being around each other. That I agree with. Uh, Heavenly had said the same thing. We probably need a break from one another. I, I totally understand that. So with that being said, you know, I guess for right now, they're just going to go to their respective corners. I don't know where the resolve is going to come in. But, you know, for right now, they're they going to keep it cool. So we get over to Anila's house and the mom is not doing anything that Anila's asking her to do. 
The house is a mess. It's just a mess. I don't know how much longer they're gonna keep this up. Anil is constantly telling her mom, you know, uh, you're not adhering to the rules. And the mother is telling her, I don't have to. I don't have to do as you ask me or tell me to do because I'm your mother. I'm not understanding why we got to keep going through this with Neela's mom. I don't know if she's supposed to be comic relief, but she's, it's just, it's just a really bad look. It's a bad, bad look. So then, you know, Neela is getting ready to, to open up this hair business, selling Indian hair. She talks about um, how when she was pregnant, both times she's, you know, her hair started to thin and all of that. And she started to wear extensions and things like that. So now she's going to get into the, basically into the hair business. Okay. Um, they go to look at this spot and I guess uh, uh, there was a designer there or, and then one of her business partners was there and all of that. I guess he was a business partner. I'm not sure what his role was, but they're talking about the space, how it's going to be set up. And here come the mom, you know, with her opinions that were not warranted, not needed. She even mentioned about building a kitchen inside someplace where all the hair is going to be. And the, one of the guys said, look, we don't need to have a kitchen where we have in hair. That's not sanitary. This woman is just that girl. Okay. And even at the end of the episode, when Anila is getting on her mom about the disrespect in the house, I mean, this the kitchen was a mess. Anila's telling her mom, I'm 42 years old. You can't tell me what to do. Da, da, da. Her mother was like, well, you never listened to me anyway. I don't know how much longer this is going to last. What? Here's my guess. It ain't going to last much longer. Here's my guess. I don't think it's going to last much longer. I think that Anila, I think Kieran said, you know what? I'm going to agree to this just to show Anila how this ain't going to work out in her best interest. Anila was like, I need my, my mom here to take care of the kids because I don't trust anybody else. See, Miss Gomez, she was, she was the housekeeper as well as the nanny. She did it all. She got them up in the morning. She fixed their breakfast. She cleaned up. She did everything. Mom ain't doing none of that. Now, granted, she cooking, but she's not cleaning up. Uh, I guess she's waking them up in the morning. I don't think she's doing any laundry. It's just not the same. Neil, you need to hire someone. Interview, figure it out, girl. That's just what that. That's just what it is. Now, let's get to Kieran. Kieran, or Kieran, I think, he's deciding to host a men's pamper day at his uh, office. You know, Kieran is a doctor and he does um, optical something. I don't know. Whatever. He, he's got his own office and everything. He's got food catered. And I think the ladies that catered um, the food at this event also catered at Jackie's event and also catered at um, uh, Cecil and Simone's event. So they, they I'm glad they're getting their shine. I really am. So he has a bourbon themed event. So they got bourbon uh, bourbon dipped bacon and you know they got the sliders and they got the bourbon tasting and they got massage table and pedicure not pedicures manicures you know they everything pampering for the guys and the the theme is dress like dapper dance so he wants the guys to get dressed up come through hang out i love it i thought it was a great idea i thought kieran did an excellent job of hosting but the setup was great Everybody looked, for the most part, decent. They looked good. Now, Eugene, when he showed up, 
uh, I like his little hat. The jacket would have been nice if it had to fit him. It just wasn't fit. It was very it was pulling. It was a little too tight. Curtis shows up in his, what, Rolls Royce or whatever that was. <laughs> All right, the men was there. They were happy. They were glad the women weren't around. They they doing their, getting their pampering and all of that. Scott was going to be late because he had to go to one of the children's recitals, but he did show up. And when he came up, he hurried up and took pictures with Curtis's car and he all on the car and he going to walk in the door and tell Curtis, yeah, man, I didn't touch your car. I saw it out there, but I never did touch it. No, okay. All right. What up? Then Karen was like, well, who wants to go back here and get some injectables? And this is, I guess, to get Botox around the eyes and the forehead and all of that. And, and none of the men is actually jumping up and down for this service. So we get into confessionals and Anita was like, well, some of them actually need it. Uh, yeah, I would say there's some bags around the eyes that probably could use a little something, something extra. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, who did say they would give it a try? I think... Uh, I think Cecil, I think Cecil finally did say he might give it a try. I think he was the only one that was in agreement because we know because Heavenly's husband, Damon, was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not even in for that. No, nah, I'm good. Um, Andrea's, uh, Audra, I think her name's Audra, her husband, who's the dentist, he was there. He was so funny because he didn't know what injectable was. He said, what is that? Is that, is that weed? <laughs> Curtis started laughing. So then... Um, they start to, uh, I think Eugene was the one that brought up about, yeah, you know, the ladies, they went to the, to get the old shot and, you know, it was great and this and that, da, da, da. how did all, how did you guys like it or did your wives this and that? You know, he, he's so happy because I guess he enjoyed, you know, whatever, you know, Miss uh, Toya did. And Curtis like, you were really excited, aren't you? It was a big deal, wasn't it? Nobody else was really getting on camera talking about how beneficial, whatever the case may be. Curtis is making fun of Eugene. Eugene was like, hey, look, it was fun. I liked it. I'm cool with it. So then um, we do start talking about friendships. And then, you know, Eugene starts bringing up a little bit about how he is in this space where he's not sure what he wants to do. He's starting to feel a little burnout and, you know, things like that. And Damon was like, you know what, we need to talk, you know, because again, Damon has been there. You know, Damon's like, you know what, we need to have a conversation later on. We need to talk, you know, all that. So like I said, that whole setup was really cool. It was nice. I loved it. So now we get to Dr. Uh, we get to uh, Audra and her husband. I forget his name, but he's the dentist. She's an attorney. They got married, I guess, during the pandemic. And they just did the courthouse thing because they couldn't have a big wedding. She's Her family's from Ghana. They couldn't do the big wedding. So now they're playing the big wedding, huge. And they are way over budget. And I like the way this couple is talking about the money and how they just don't have it right now, the way, you know, they're not trying to flex and floss and things of this nature. They're way over budget. I like them. You know, they said, yeah, I want this big fancy thing, but we don't have the money quite like that just yet. They are still, from what I gather, is early on in their careers. So they don't have that type of money as the other couples do at this point in time. They're, I, I take it they're pretty new. Um, they also mentioned how they met the doctor, you know, he's a dentist. He graduated from Howard. I don't know where Audra graduated from, but she went to go to a, a homecoming at Howard, and that's how she met him one weekend, and they've been together ever since. So that was cute to hear. I like the couple. I like the realism. Like I said, they are they're a doctor and an attorney, but they're early in their careers. They don't have it like that, and they're letting it be known. Like, we're not, you know, 
we we ain't out here buying Rolls Royces and we ain't a bit, we have not been in our careers very long. I think Audra just passed the bar. So they're not in that place yet. Give them a few years, they'll be there. So then we see Toya. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh no, before I get to Toya, you Jane, let me go to Dr. Jackie's office. Dr. Jackie has a couple in there. They are they're lesbians. They co-host a podcast. And Dr. Jackie was a guest on the podcast. And that's how they ended up, you know, coming to her office, you know, I guess through talking to Dr. Jackie. And really the seriousness is getting themselves checked out. And one of the things that came up that I was surprised to hear was uh, one of the girl ladies said, you know what, I, I didn't know that, you know, I, I, I need to get myself checked out like that because, you know, we're in the same sex situation and because we're not having sex with men, we didn't know we had to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was like, well, I, and Dr. Jackie had to make it clear, she said, just because you're not having sex with men doesn't mean you don't need to get your vaginas checked out. Your reproductive health, your sexual health and all of that, it's it's still important to check out. She talked about breast cancer is still very prevalent. She talked about there are other issues that can develop that you need to make sure you try to catch early on. Your health is very important. You shouldn't just say, oh, because I'm in a same-sex relationship, therefore that's contingent upon me getting checked out. That's not how that works. So I think one of the ladies said she had had an exam since 2014 been eight years. So I was like, wow, that was really good to hear. I, I didn't know that women, some women who, who are in those situations thought that way, but apparently so. So it was like a PSA about checking your health. Doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is, check your health. So that was good to hear. So we see Toya goes over to, um, visit her, I think her spiritual advisor. And at the same time, well, it, they made it seem like at, at the same time, Eugene was going to visit Dr. Damon. And they're both talking about their relationship and all of that. And Toya's thing is, you know, Eugene just doesn't have the time. They're not connected. Yes, they went on uh, vacation, but to Vegas and, and, and he did get some time to spend with the family, but there, there seems to be a disconnect. They're not where they used to be. And Toya's not as happy. And she said, at first she thought maybe it was due to the pandemic, but it's really due to her husband just not in the same mental space anymore. And Eugene goes and tells Dane, he said, look, I love emergency medicine, but at this point in time, I'm starting to hit a brick wall. And I need a different outlet. I need something else. I don't know what my next steps are. And I came here to talk to you because I wanted to see what life was like after emergency medicine. And we find out Dr. Damon didn't even like emergency medicine. I'm like, wow. Um, and I guess it is very high stress. It's, it's very, very high stress. And they, uh, it, it appears as though Eugene is, is getting to be burned out. That's what's happened. He's working an enormous amount of hours and it's not mentally and physically healthy for him to continue to go at this rate and he's gonna have to end up stopping. And that's what Damon said, you're gonna have to slow it down. You're gonna have to slow it down. You're gonna have to really think about your future. Um, 
I understand you like emergency medicine, but you're really at a burnout part. You need a break. Easier said than done when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I honestly believe that Eugene is working as hard as he's working. Yes, he likes what he does, but at the same time, the lifestyle that his wife wants him wants them to have also is pushing him to do these things. I don't think she's helping him to realize, you know what, we can scale back. I'd rather for you to have a healthy physical and mental state than worrying about us living in a certain type of lifestyle that is going to cause you to work as hard as you're working. We can bring it back. That's what he that's what needs to happen from Toya. Okay. Toya needs to, if she were to reiterate to Eugene that, look, babe, I know we're getting this new house built. We can scale back considerably on what we're doing with the house. We can cut back on a lot of stuff. We don't need a pool. We don't need a tennis court. We can make do with half of that. And I guarantee you, Eugene would be in a better mental place and physical place. I guarantee part of what Eugene is dealing with is a large part is stress trying to make a like, cause he even made a comment about, I think he was in a, a temporary director's role. And at one point, you know, he was making a certain amount of money that afforded them this lifestyle. And since he's not in that role anymore, he's taking on more hours because he's trying to still make that same type of money. So that is a problem. So I really, you know, that's, that's what really needs to happen because he's going to hit a brick wall and he's getting close. So that really was the whole entire episode. Um, not a whole lot of overly dramatic things, but we don't need that all the time from the previews look like next week we going to get it. Cause somebody is running their mouth about Toy out here in these streets. That's what they saying. Anyway, that's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Peace.